1: Yes, why? Why, 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 why? Welcome on in. It is the final out, sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable never looks so good. No, this is not Steve Trevely's. It's Jack Fritz hanging out with you. Uh, It's starting to lightning outside, so (laughs) it seems like maybe a storm is coming. So they got the game in time, but frankly, just an annoying night down at the ballpark. Probably could have been could have been avoided uh, avoided, and I don't know. Just uh, one of those games that that when we're looking back at the end of the year, and there's obviously been a lot of them because it's baseball and you, you lose frustrating games. But one of those games that you, you might look back on and say, if that doesn't happen, I wonder kind of how this season turns out. Either way, still two up on the uh, on the Cubs, so not the end of the world, but. Uh, still, an, an annoying, an annoying night down at the ballpark. Welcome on, it's Jack Fritz here on the final. out. If you're leaving the ballpark, 40-plus thousand down there again tonight, which was just great. Uh, if you're stuck in traffic on your way home, would love to talk to you uh, and talk about this game tonight. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. Let's get to the biggest takeaway of the game. Brought to you by Morgan & Morgan. And my biggest takeaway of the game is this. I understand the pitch counts. I understand the innings. I understand trying to protect a guy, a young pitcher. Maybe you're worried about third time through the lineup. But at some point, the kid gloves have to come off with Christopher Sanchez. Because how are you going to know what he can handle until you, you put him out there in those situations? Like I, I just Listen, I... I I, I appreciate worrying about guys' inning limits and worrying about third time through. And if there was numbers that would suggest that he, that he blows up his third time through a lineup, I'd be more prone to be like, okay, here's the benefit of the doubt. But the fact of the matter is, is that every time I watch Chris Sanchez, it seems like early in the game, a little shaky, and then third through sixth usually – pretty good, 4th through 6th, pretty good. Uh, I I don't know where the evidence is that you have to pull Christopher Sanchez from games before he gets a third time through the lineup. If it's truly worried about pitch count or worried about the innings limit and him surpassing his innings, I get it. But, like, we're also in September. He's been their second-best starter this year. Like, just let him go try to figure it out. Let him figure out to go deeper into games. Let him figure out how to pitch out of jams rather than shielding him. And that's what bothers me is that Christopher Sanchez, I mean, this is a kid They went, what, seven innings against the Orioles? You know, he's pitched deep into games at some points, but it feels like every little time we're like, no, this is a good pocket to get him out, he's out of the game. Whereas every other pitcher on the staff seems to get a ton more leeway. Why? Because they have, quote-unquote, more experience. I want good pitchers on the mound. And Christopher Sanchez has been their second-best starter this year. And it's frustrating that we're sitting here again. I'm not saying Christopher Sanchez needed to go seven. I don't think he needed to go eight. I need one more inning. I needed one more inning out of that game. So then if you want to go Sir Anthony, it's Sir Anthony in the seventh. Or you just push these guys back. But to pull, to pull him in the fifth... When he's rolling like that, that's frustrating. And I, I'm sure this isn't totally a Rob Thompson decision. This feels maybe a, a little bit more up top where it's like the the third time they threw the order numbers or his career innings total and, 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 and whatever. Like, if, But if he was showing signs of hitting a wall and shutting down after he hits that wall, then you could sell me more on – we got to manage this guy's innings. But that hasn't been the case. The guy's had one start where he's allowed th- more than three earned runs. So, where's the evidence? Someone tell me where the evidence is. Let the kid pitch. You might have a steal here. Um, it- it's just frustrating because he was rolling tonight, and you're in the fifth inning, and um, he-, he gets, you know, breezes through that, and you're sitting here like a, a rational baseball fan, and you're saying, okay. We'll get one more out of Sanchez, and then hopefully the bullpen can hold it. But they went to the bullpen too early. And they brought in Sir Anthony in the sixth. And Sir Anthony, who, again, you know, I I, I, I couched it by saying the eye test doesn't totally back it up, but he allowed one earned in his last 14 appearances. He basically he hung a slider to Sanchez, and then he also hung a slider earlier that he, that he was lucky didn't get taken out. Didn't have it tonight. Um, so it's just, when we're talking about avoidable things, things that are avoidable, Sanchez didn't need to come out of that game. What they're going to tell you is we're managing his innings and we don't want him facing an opponent a third time through the lineup, but we'll let other pitchers do it. Guys who have not had the same success that that Christopher Sanchez has had. It makes no sense to me. You got to figure out the kid can do it or not. I'm not trying to sound like he's got to go throw 124 pitches. Like, whatever. I'm just saying, like, you got to figure out if you can do it or not. And and the kid gloves with Christopher Sanchez, given their starter problems this year, drives me nuts. Let the kid pitch. Let the kid pitch. That's my biggest takeaway of the game, which is brought to you by Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury firm. 215-592-9494. Is how you get in. A couple other things that I want to get to here in the open um, and on my big uh, my biggest takeaways from the game uh, tomorrow. Rob, I'm begging you, please just switch Castellanos and Bomb. I, I I can't take it. It's it's he's in one of those funks right now where it's swing first pitch for no reason. Even though I guess in my head, if I'm trying to go inside the mind of Nick Castellanos. He seems like one of those guys that just wants to swing and swing and swing and hit his way out of this. It's killing him right now. That's a big spot in the game. Uh, Bryce just walked on four pitches. You have bases loaded. Can we have just an ounce, just an ounce of situational awareness? Can someone please? Like, I don't care if Dusty Wathin literally brings out a stop sign and holds it up and says, do not swing, whatever it takes. There's been way too much of it, way too much of it. I mean, we, we, I talked about it on the pregame show. It's the first time in, in, in baseball history, we think, that a, a player has, what was it, Tucker, six outs on, on three pitches, is that, is that the stat that we came up with pregame? I think it was
0: four pitches.
1: Four pitches, six, six outs? He made it to the second pitch in one of those at-bats. It, it's just he is so aggressive and chase-happy. They have to protect him. And I know Bohm is, is not smoking the baseball right now. Alec Boehm is one of your best RBI guys and for a majority of the season has been buried in the bottom of the lineup and still producing. I will take my shot on that guy batting behind Bryce instead of whatever version of Nick Castellanos we're getting right now. And I'm not dumping on Castellanos. I like Castellanos. I think he's important for this team. But what he's doing right now is it's 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 just sinking him. It's absolutely sinking him. And my final takeaway of the game is I just I don't know how many times we have to to see it for it to become abundantly clear that he. Can't do it? We the, the, the second inning of Matt Strom thing does not have to happen. I know he's a converted starter. I know he's pitched, you know, multiple innings. It has happened over and over and over again where, where Matt Strom gets a big out. And, again, if any of you out there have pitched and you've pitched at a semi-high level with any level of expectations, you know – that when you come into a game and you get out of a jam, that it's an emotional high. Then you go to the dugout, you sit down, and that high is gone. It's hard to create the adrenaline rush again to go back out there and reach that same heights. Matt Strom allowed a home run to Jacob Stallings tonight, who has three home runs on the year and is batting under 200 and is strictly in there because of his catching defense. He is essentially a pitcher hitting. It's 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 happened multiple times this year. Every time they go to it, it seems like it doesn't really work out or it's at least a stressful inning. I, we don't have to keep doing it. We do not have to keep doing it. At some point, we'll learn our lessons. I just hope it's not too late. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Mark's going to kick us off in Westchester. What's happening,
2: Mark? Hey, you know, I'm one frustrated Phillies fan. I'll tell you why. Because I thought uh, Rob Thompson kind of blew the game tonight um, because Christopher Sanchez was was cruising. He was dealing. I mean, he only threw 82 pitches. Mm-hmm. Why not let him go out for the sixth inning? It's, he's already pitched like six, seven games already, at least this year. I mean, yeah, well, I think,
1: have, that, I, I, and if I if I'm just doing my best, if I'm doing my best to read what they think, I think they're worried about his innings total. I mean, he's going to surpass that. They're worried about a third boy. time through the lineup, and they're worried about you know the the um, you know the amount of pitches on his arm or whatever. But eighty four is nothing. At some point, they got to take the kid gloves off with them it, it might be an organizational mandate more than a Rob Thompson mandate. I this don't
2: analytics know analytics thing. I really am. You know, it, it really frustrates me back at, back in the day they they would allow these guys it'd be like nothing to throw 100 plus pitches and you know it just it gets to me and and then you save your bullpen and you know you're gonna need them a lot especially against the braves the way they hit the ball well, I mean, you know what i'm saying you gotta
1: think well yeah and I, and I appreciate the call mark and listen i understand that that guys back in the day threw a, a hundred and <laughs> like 50 pitches. I mean, they are talking about a 17 inning, uh, Robin Roberts start the other night on the broadcast, which is just ludicrous. The fact of the matter is, is pitchers effectiveness go down as they get more tired. These bullpens have become more souped up. So if a pitcher can give them five, six, and you can kind of turn it over to your bullpen, um, you know, that probably gives you a better chance to win the ballgame rather than trusting a, a more depleted starter, especially a guy in Chris Sanchez who's, on paper, your sixth starter. My problem is, is that he's pitched better than that. There's no real evidence that he can't face a lineup a third time through. And if you're worried about innings limits, show me where he's tiring. That's it. Like, I would be on board if you could show me where he's tiring. But I haven't seen it. None of us have seen it. He's had two bad starts the entire year. Um, So it's frustrating. And yeah, Rob Thompson is going to get the blame for it. But this screams more organizational than it does Rob Thompson. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. Jack Fritz hanging out with you here on the final out. On the other side, a good non-answer from Rob Thompson postgame and uh, a, a rant that I need to get to that, I feel like comes up daily in my life. What is it? We'll get to that and more coming up next here on the final out.
2: Castellanos with the bases full. Billy's down a run. Here's the pitch. swinging a ground ball towards the middle to his left birdie. Gloves it. Flips to the second. They get the out. And another one pitch out for Nick Castellanos. Wow. As he grounds out weakly to short. And the side is retired. That's
1: my Mike's amazing play of the game, presented by Mike's Amazing, the official mayo, mustard, and vegetable oil of the Phillies. Welcome on back. It is the final out, sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable, never looked so good. Jack Fritz hanging out with you uh, here, reacting to a, a tough Phils loss down at home at Citizens Bank Park. Another big crowd, forty thousand plus, and um, it was one that I just kind of felt like they were going to win. You know, sometimes it, it's it's so funny because I always say it, like feels like a loss, and uh, a majority of the time, the last couple of years, they legitimately did. Tonight never really felt like it. I can usually feel a loss coming from a mile away. Um, I thought Sir Anthony, you know, uh, you know, if fastball looked pretty good, slider was was hung a lot. Um, his strikeout rate, I guess, during the last little stretch here is like seventeen percent. Uh, according to my good friend uh, Anthony Sanfilippo of Crossing Broad, so um, you know he's just he's he's it's why the the it hasn't totally the eye test hasn't matched the results recently uh, for him and um, and then in that spot, what makes that situation so frustrating in in the terms of Nick Castellanos is that it's a big spot in the game. It's bases loaded. You're you're a team that has had a lot of comeback wins. And momentum is, is starting to build there. Bryce just walks on four pitches. Just a little bit of, of situational awareness. I mean, you've played, again, this is what I never understand about big leaguers, is that you've played baseball, I mean, uh, at least 20,000 baseball games, you'd think, by this point. Cassianos is in his 30s. He's been playing since he's a minimum of, of six years old, high level since probably twelve. <laughs> it's it's almost automatic that you take after your, a, a four-pitch walk. And to do that in that situation, you're not even you're not even trying to take advantage of a pitcher, maybe trying to give away a game. And that's what makes it more frustrating. And it's been so much of that. Again, I mean, he the other night, f- five pitches, three double plays. It's it's just you can't have it. And he's he's clearly pressing. He's clearly um, just wants to try to hit his way out of it. He's he's gotten a couple base hits here. It's not the eleven for ninety four slump that he got in earlier this season. But still, it's like at, at minimum you got to switch him in boom and, and get an RBI guy there. That's probably not going to strike out. Is at least going to work the pitcher. And has shown that he has the ability to drive in a ton of runs. Either way, after the game, apparently Rob Thompson was asked about Castellanos and did didn't give a comment. So that you know puts up my antenna and says, okay, maybe we're getting a day off tomorrow. Maybe there's a switch coming in the lineup. If there is a switch, I'd be proud of Rob Thompson because Rob Thompson's usually a guy that will stick with his with his studs and stick with the stars and, and stick with the back of the baseball card. And I'd be happy if he's showing a little bit of um, a, a little bit of eye test because I thought last year, uh, listen, I know Cassianos was, was really good in the, in the field in the postseason, just like we all predicted, but I mean, he kept him in that four spot. And I know they've reached game six, of the World Series, but maybe someone else there, it comes out with a, a different result. So really frustrating, but I think Rob Thompson, no commenting after the game, would suggest that we get some kind of change tomorrow, whether it's Cassianos not in the lineup, or uh, maybe they flip him and Boehm and, and see if they can't get something going here. Uh, Mac is in Malvern. What's happening, Mac?
0: Oh, uh, you—you just speaking You know, speaking my mind here. I don't understand the kid glove uh, theory with a pitcher that's doing well. No runs, and they want to pull him out to protect them. And then they bring in Sir Anthony, and I, I get it. He had, a, he had, a, I think three outings where one, one outing he struck out the side. But when you, their bullpen was suspect. I heard Larry Anderson. Yeah, they're going to take him when, uh, their bullpen, I don't understand this. The bullpen's not, not lights out. And that's the thing. I, it, it just, it's like you just said, frustrating. And then Nick Castellanos, a four-pitch walk and then swings at the first pitch. I mean, get it into his head to not do that or or, or roll the lineup and put somebody in there that knows situational baseball. It's just, this to me points the manager. I don't know why they pull him out when five scoreless innings and then it's frustrating like you were saying. It really is a frustrating loss.
1: Yeah, it's frustrating, Mac, and I and I appreciate the phone call. Um, and and with Chris, with with Christopher Sanchez, like if there was a lot of numbers and and data points that would suggest that, yeah, third time through not great, then I then I could understand it. Or if there were signs that he's starting to to reach his innings limit and he's getting a little bit worn down, I would say okay this is this is smart, you know, do it right now, and then if you want to pitch him in the postseason, great. but there really hasn't been any signs of that and he's actually been a guy to me that that gets better as the game goes on. So this whole idea that five innings you gotta pull him and we're trying to protect his innings. I understand it, but I would like a little more data to suggest to me. That this is something they have to do now. There was one thing that drove me nuts, and I, and I feel like I I do this once a week <laughs> on on uh, on the final out here. But like again tonight, and let me preface this by saying that Philadelphia is my favorite place on earth. I love us. I love this fan base. I love the passion. I I just I cannot take. The the Eagles' chance at a Phillies game in the eighth inning when they're down by one run, like, do we have to? Do we have to do this at that point? Like, if they're getting blown out and it's an ugly night down at the ballpark, and you want to do a little Eagles chant, sure. But like, if I was again, I I feel like sometimes we just we don't think of the players on the field, but. If I, was an, if I was a Phillies player and I'm playing as well as we have and we've had the great fan moments and I, and I, as a member of this Phillies team, have heaped so much praise on the Philadelphia sports fan for how great you've been the last month and how magical the ballpark is. And I got to sit there or stand there in the field and hear a freaking Eagles chant in the eighth inning of a one-run game, I would be incredibly annoyed. It's as simple as that. Like, just can you find something else to chant besides an Eagles chant? Because if I was a player and and I've gotten myself to be the the number one wild card and I've worked my way to that point and... We are playing really well at home and we have a special atmosphere. It would it would legitimately take some wind out of my sails and it would be annoying. Now I don't know how many people joined in on the Eagles chant at, at, at the game tonight. Maybe the field mics were just really close to it or the or the TV mics, whatever. It is just and, and maybe I'm alone on this and that's fine, but it just it it drives me up a freaking wall. Can we knock it off? With the Eagles' chance at Phillies games, and just save it for Sundays. If they're losing by a ton, knock yourself out. If whatever, but in a in a close game late, where you're hoping they come back, it it, it is it is nauseating. It is flat out nauseating having to hear an Eagles chant in a Phillies game. It, it, it is, and we love the Eagles, we love the Phillies, we love all the teams here. That's not the point. If I was a player on that Phillies team, I would be I would be annoyed by it, legitimately. Like, just stop it! It, it drives me nuts. 2-1-5-5-9-2. 94-94 is how you get in. On the other side, we will look ahead to tomorrow. Uh, before handing things off to uh, who's ever coming up next, so we'll get to uh, we'll get to all of that coming up next here on the
2: final out. Two and two, and the pitch. Swing and a high fly, deep right field. Castellanos looking up, and that ball is long gone. Well, he did it. Jesus Sanchez with a pinch hit, two-run home run. has tied the game. And we start over here in the sixth inning. It's 2-2.
1: Yes, Jesus Sanchez, our player of the game, which is brought to you by South Jersey Gas, committed to providing safe, reliable, affordable natural gas Make the switch at southjerseygas.com slash lovemyhome. Welcome on back. It is final out, sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable, never looks so good. Yeah, Jesus Sanchez has the big home run there. Um, again, like, kind of kind of looked like a pop-up. Like, did not take a, you know, it didn't look like a totally strong swing on it, and then all of a sudden it's, like, almost in the in the freaking bullpen. And then you also uh, rob Stott of a... Of a Possible double late in the game. So came off the bench, had a, had a really good game, tied the game, and um, ultimately probably the main reason why um, the Phillies lost tonight. So not a great night down at the ballpark and, and a game that, again, it feels that like they kind of gave away. Uh, but, you know, the good news is Cubs have lost two straight. They lost earlier this afternoon. Obviously the Phillies win that. They are 3 games up on the Cubs, which would just make me feel better. I just I I do not want to go to Wrigley with the way they're playing. It, you know, and that's been a place that they've struggled the last couple of years even though they had a pretty good series out there earlier in the year. Um just not it's it's Wrigley in October with that crowd behind them, especially with how hot they've been. I would much 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 rather have the Cubs have to come here, but you know, the Phils are still two games up on the Cubs, so that's a good a good thing after tonight. Even with the loss, still two games up, so not too terrible. Now, tomorrow, uh, I, I know it's baseball, and anything can happen. And, you know, bad teams beat good teams all the time. It's just as simple as this for me. Tomorrow cannot be a loss. Just cannot be a loss. You have... Aaron Noel on the mound, which I know is, its believe me, that's not the reason why it cannot be a loss. But you have Noel on the mound. Last star was bad. The two before that were very, very good. Hopefully, maybe that last star was just more of a blip in the radar. I tend to think that it's not. But Noel on the mound against a weak hitting Marlins team, that's the first reason why it cannot be a loss. The other is Johnny Cueto. It's Johnny Cueto in the year 2023. Just go out and, and score six runs early and, and turn this into a laugher. Because it, 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 tomorrow's can't be a loss. I'm going to be inconsolable if they lose this game tomorrow. Like that, that, that is a matchup. NOLA versus 2023 Johnny Cueto cannot be a game that you go out there and lose. Especially at home. Especially after a tough loss. So I expect... Schwarber to come out with hopefully a leadoff home run, whatever. Um, but tomorrow can, cannot be a loss. So, Johnny Cueto on the mound. Aaron Olaf's a 605 star. Obviously, we will have all the action for you here on uh, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Art is in the Northeast. What's happening, Art?
3: Yo, Fritz. Listen, um, as soon as he made the move with the pitcher, I was going a little nuts. Uh, knowing or feeling that that's going to either cost him the game, just it was a terrible error. And it's leaving me to a point where he's resembling so much. Um, I'm 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 forgetting the guy's name. Joe Girardi, I'm sure, right? Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, it just resembles this over worrying, this over protection of the pitchers uh, in future Uh, uh, times when they're going to pitch, they won't be able to because he used them uh, an extra inning. This is killing me, this over-worrying, whereas you bring beside?
1: But who besides Sanchez has he really done that with? um, uh,
3: Let me see. Um, I just hear it all the time with him that he's worried about this pitch I've heard it uh, I've heard him say it with other pitchers except that Sanchez has been really pitching well and he's done this and it's just so frustrating but the point I'm trying to make here mm-hmm. and don't let me forget about his statement I want to address that with you too um okay. but the the just the overprotection. I See what I'm seeing here is the bullpen has been very bad lately, and uh, and um, uh, Sir Anthony has not been good. So what, it's almost like uh, Fritz. It's almost like he's trying to stubbornly prove a point where he's going to continue to go to these guys who are failing lately, uh, as opposed well, to well,
1: and I'll let you make your. I'll, I'll let you finish you, up here. You. I guess my. My counter to that would be Art is that you if they're going to go deep in the postseason, getting Sir Anthony right matters a ton. And 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 the reality is, they are four games up in the last spot. They are two games up on the Cubs, so a loss isn't the end of the world. You're not catching the Braves, so you got to
3: be careful. Ter- I mean, I understand what you're saying, and you made a very good point. You you want to get these guys going because you're going to need them for the postseason hats off to you for that uh and enlightening me on that uh you're right however this attitude uh jack that um you know oh we're in good shape that that stuff sneaks up when yeah. you're when you're not going right that uh that um that full uh belly that everything's fine that goes away real quick so you really got to be careful i'm not saying the panic you're right. We're still two games up on the Cubs, uh, but the Marlins, you know, made a little move towards us tonight. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, four games is not a lot when you're not when when you're not hitting with runners in scoring position. Uh, you know, it, it sneaks up on you, Jack. But I'll mm-hmm. go to the next point because I don't want to hog the radio. Um, my next point is, I think, in my opinion, you might have misinterpreted his statement uh, that he didn't want to make a comment. I took from that that Rob was a little annoyed and he's being ultra stubborn. And what I took from that is him saying, don't ask me again about guys in the lineup like he, like he was with Turner or yeah. anybody else. And I'm not saying it, it, you know, one way or another, whether he should move Castellanos or not, although I think he should. That's not my point. My point here is don't ask me about, just about the way I talk. it, don't ask me about guys in the lineup. I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm not going to move them. So let's look and see, Jack, what yep. he does in regards, because I, I understand where you're coming from. But I took it the the opposite way, so
1: yeah, totally I guess fine. Time
3: time will tell us who who's right. Not that I think. I tom- listen,
1: tomorrow around th- probably three thirty. Art, we will find out. Uh, <laughs> it was appreciate the call and right, have a great rest yeah, of your night. You, okay. Mark.
3: Thank you. You
1: too. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah, and if you missed it, apparently Rob Thompson no commented uh, after the game if if he'd move Nick Cassianos down. I je- like. So in art's world, he takes that as no comment means I'm gonna do what I want to do. But in the past, if he truly believed in a guy, I feel like he's always he's gonna hit, he's gonna hit, or he's gonna start playing well. Like Rob Thompson usually defends his guys publicly. This is a little bit different um, and out of the ordinary. That's uh, what Rob Thompson usually does. So um, frustrating night down at the ballpark. I, I think I think the Rob Thompson critiques are are, are are fair tonight. The the Christopher Sanchez stuff. You know the, the big takeaway tonight was like we, we got to stop managing with kid gloves. Like the, the kid is has proven he can pitch. You know there's not really a ton of evidence that suggests that he's tiring or he's wearing down or he can't get through a lineup a, a third time. And and at some point you got to let him go out there and, and try it. Um, the, the one counter I would have to, to what Art was saying there about, you know, Rob Thompson rushing to get guys out of games. The Phillies have the number one starting staff in, in baseball when it comes to length that, that they go in games. Like I think he gives these guys a pretty long leash. Tywin Walker, I feel like he gives a long leash. Nola traditionally, Wheeler, obviously, um he let pitch into the sixth the other night. Now, that was a case in which they just wanted to get through the game and not use anyone else, but still. Um, Christopher Sanchez is the one that he just does not seem comfortable letting go out there and, and kind of pitch th- through this thing. And, and I just I, – I couldn't, at this point, disagree more. Um, but, yeah, I guess we'll see. Tomorrow, again, Johnny Cueto, Aaron Nola, one of those games that you just – you can't lose – and um, yeah, it's 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 important at this point, and hopefully they can keep, you know, the, uh, the the Cubs at a punching distance away. Either way, that's gonna do it for me. Tucker Bagley produced uh, the final out tonight and oh, did a great job as always. The uh, the game is tomorrow at six o'clock. Obviously, we'll have a leading off and on deck with Greg Murphy before Scott in L.A gave you all of the game and all of that good stuff. That's going to do it for me. Thanks for hanging out. Jack Fritz here on the final out. Rob Sherry's got you next. He'll take you through the rest of the night. rest of the night here on WIP.